Ruin My Childhood. Thank you for listening to Ruin My Childhood, the podcast where we decide if some things are better off left in the past. I'm Mike. And I'm Kat. And we are doing our anniversary episodes. Episodes, right? Yep, we're doing two. So we're doing two episodes this week. We've been doing the show for, for about a year now, so... Thanks to everyone who's been listening. It's been an interesting year. We've had some ups and downs, but thank you for for supporting us this year. You want to thank our fans, honey? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, thanks from me. So what we're doing, we're doing two episodes, and what we decided to do is we looked through our list of movies and TV shows and stuff from when we were kids, and each picked something that the other hadn't seen, and we're going to try to convince them why they might like it. We're going to watch it, and then hopefully we were right. So we're the first episode we're recording is the one that I picked, but this is a podcast. We don't know really. We don't really know when you're going to be listening. So we're doing two episodes. I'm doing the Page Master. What are you doing? I'm doing a Roundhouse. So this episode is going to be hosted by me, and I'm going to be talking about the Page Master, why I think Katrina will like it, and then I'm going to find out if I was right. So, I mean, you're just going to conclude you were right no matter what. That's not true. Are you? I mean, if you don't like it, then I, <laughs> I, I won't be, right? So I picked the Page Master because I really liked the movie as a kid, and I think you'd like it, and I'm actually surprised that you haven't seen it. You really haven't seen this movie. Nope. Macaulay Culkin, animated movie, live action, mixed. Nah, it just Did, didn't Does it even really... ring a bell? I mean, it, it rings a bell. I, I just don't think it ever appealed to me. Man, so I'm not going to go into like what I remember about this because I want you to go into the movie fresh. But the reason I think you might like this so movie... So fresh and so clean. Ain't nobody dope as me. I'm fresh, so fresh and so fresh and so clean, clean. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I think you'll like this movie. I know you like Macaulay Culkin. I'm right about that, right? Mm-hmm. I like a lot of his movies. I find his acting a little bit obnoxious. I mean, he's a 90s overactor. Everybody right. in the 90s overacted. Exactly. But I know you're you're a big fan of Home Alone. I know even though Richie Rich wasn't a great movie, I know we both had fun watching that when we covered it before. Right. And he's legitimately good in The Good Son. So I'm pretty sure you're going to like, I, I'm pretty sure you like his movies. The other thing about this movie, it's got a great cast. So it has uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Patrick Stewart, Sir mm. Patrick Stewart, I'm sorry. You're not British. Leonard Nimoy <laughs> and Christopher Lloyd. Nice. So it's a great cast. This The other reason I think you're going to like this is you're going to see a lot of yourself in this character. <laughs> a lot of yourself. This Uh-oh. kid's like neurotic and he... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> he's neurotic and he's knows all these like facts about things and he kind of like makes adults uncomfortable <laughs> and based off things that you told me as you know things that you did as a child I, th- I think you're gonna see a lot in him so like the basic premise of this movie is this kid's like a carefree like not a carefree kid the o- exact opposite he's like a worry war he's worried scared of everything and he goes into this like animated world where he faces off against a bunch of literary characters, and I know you're well-read, and you like literacy. <laughs> literacy? You mean literature? No, you like literacy. You're, you're a big fan of people knowing how to read. Oh, I'm a huge fan. I mean... I, I would say you're an advocate. It, it's hard to be a fan of something that is so seldom displayed in this <laughs> day and age. Right. So, 
I, I, I do you have any questions about the movie before we watch it? Um, no. No? Should we just go watch it? Yeah. The reviews are pouring in. The Page Master is a great ride. Oh, baby. Four stars. Yes. A magical fairy tale. <laughs> You've gone overboard, missus! It's a hit. The Wizard of Oz for the 90s. Do I have to click my heels or something? Honey, you in the wrong story. Join Macaulay Culkin in The Page Master. Rated G. Now playing at theaters everywhere. Okay, so we just watched The Page Master. And just to confirm, after watching this movie, you never saw this movie. I've never seen this movie. What did you think? It kind of looked like the Brave Little Toaster. Yeah, the animation style was kind of similar. It wasn't like Disney quality animation. No, definitely not. But I still think at least it was consistent, like going back through and watching like Beauty and the Beast for Remake Rewind, like the Belle's head changed shape a bunch of different times and her eyes changed. Like hand-drawn animation definitely has some like weird quirks to it. And I, I felt like this one was pretty consistent, at least in the quality. Right. Um, I think I think the, the quality or um, lack thereof was <laughs> exaggerated by just how good the live action parts were. Oh, the live action parts I enjoyed uh, a lot. Save for the awkward um, ADR at the end. Yeah, that, that <laughs> last scene when the parents are coming home. Yeah. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, they definitely yeah, yeah, voiced yeah, yeah. over that scene for whatever reason. Um, and, you know, that's kind of unavoidable. Stuff happens on set and sometimes you don't catch it until post. But I think it looked like it was going to be of a, a different caliber than the rest or the main portion of the film was. Right. I get it. Um, but what did you think of the overall movie overall, like this story? Mm, like, <laughs> it was enjoyable, I suppose, but it wasn't... It. <clears throat> The storyline wasn't really that interesting. Like, what even happened? Not that much happened. What are you talking about? This kid fundamentally changed. Wait, why don't you tell us what you think the story was? Um, okay. So, it, it just kind of seems like he, he is definitely a lot like me. And that he's basically Murphy's Law incarnate. This poor child is, <laughs> is cursed. And... He makes it very clear that he does not want to have anything to do with adventure of any type. He doesn't want to have, he doesn't want to do any sports. He doesn't want to ride his bike. He doesn't want to climb up into a treehouse. He is hyper aware of how badly things can go and all these different ways that he could die, but he's not wrong. He is <laughs> he's genuinely cursed. The universe is out to get him and he is very right in his stance. Um <laughs> He's just, you know, it's all about self-preservation, dude, and you got to do what you got to do. And his dad is just kind of like forcing this life on him that he's clearly not meant to have. Um, and he finds himself trapped in a rainstorm. And to get out of the rainstorm, he ends up in a library where he encounters uh, Chris. What's his name? Christopher Lloyd plays <laughs> Mr. Dewey. Christopher Lloyd's character, Mr. Dewey. Dewey Decimal. Yeah, that's obnoxious. Well, that's and, not his actual last name, but that's what he's named after. Um, yeah, it, it just kind of felt like this entire story was that character being a vindictive jerk. Which character? Dewey? Yeah. 
No, not at all. No. It's what it's like the classic tale of the person, like the mentor kind of like teaching the person how to be a better person and how to yeah, but overcome the, kid, the fears. He knew the kid for like two whole minutes before he sent him on this entire thing. You he know, was like a magic it's a man. little bit he judgmental. He was a wizard. It's, he was the page master. It's very judgmental. No, but the kid was okay. So you're right, like the whole Murphy's Law thing. So there's a point in the movie <laughs> where his dad sends him to go buy a pound of nails, which That's is a weird. Bit overkill. Like, I didn't know you buy nails by the pound. Yeah, you buy hardware by weight. Oh, okay. I, I mean, just think about you... you get a box of a thousand screws, and no- nobody's counting out a thousand screws. I guess. God, so anyway, Mike. he buys. I don't a know pound. anything. He tells him to go buy a pound of <laughs> nails. And the kid has, like, a bike that has, like, a siren on. It's like, wah, wah, wah. And he's, like, driving around. It's got, like, a windshield. And, like, I don't even know what that is on the front. Like, it had a full-on, like, flat plate. It's pretty sweet. And he sees, like, little <laughs> it's kids. wind protection. Yeah, he sees Because, you know, kids. like, a bug hits you in the eyeball. You're crashing that bike. One time I swallowed a giant beetle while I was riding my bike. It was gnarly. <laughs> he is not wrong. So he goes... And sees these kids like going off this like sweet jump off of like one of those like cement pipes, like a full on pipe with like two by fours on it. And these kids are going off, and he's like, "That's dumb, that's really dumb." And then it just like you mentioned, the he's storm. not wrong. A storm comes out of nowhere, <laughs> and lightning almost strikes him. So he goes into a tunnel, and like every light explodes right as he's driving under it. And then he like crashes his bike, and he like takes off his helmet. He's like, "No cranial damage," <laughs> and then goes into the library and. Like, ends up slipping on, like, a puddle that he made. Okay, first of all, the poor kid was named Richard. That's a pretty common name. Who names their kid Richard and just calls them Richard from birth? Nobody. Let's be real. He probably requested to be called Richard. His dad probably called him Richie. And he's like, Dad, it is Richard. (laughs) Did he? I'm sure that he's that kind of kid. (laughs) Like, he does a thing where he's, like, talking about going up into the treehouse, and the dad's like, oh, come up here and bring up the, the nails. And he's like, uh, that's, would climb, have me climb up a ladder, and majority of accidents in the household involve ladders, and then X amount of accidents happen in tree. So there's an 11% chance that I'll get hurt on this ladder going up the tree. He wasn't wrong. He, how do you know he didn't climb up the tree? But things went wrong. Dad almost died falling out of that treehouse. So <laughs> he he's all aloof and uses like a pulley system right. and like drops the bucket on the dad's head and the dad flies out of the tree. By the way, the dad had some like gnarly bleach blonde hair going on in this movie. Oh, that guy always has that hair. No, he doesn't. He has like a natural Ed blonde Begley hair. Ed Begley Jr. always has a bleach blonde hair. Mm, it, it was very brassy. Yeah, he, he was very, very blonde. It looked like spray like on like that. blonde hair. Uh, we just watched him in uh, Pineapple Express the other night. That's right. The dad in that too. Um, Classic. But what? It, okay, I so it. I see <laughs> <laughs> you pull guy's jaw. I synced it. Um, so once it got into like the animated world, what did you think of the three main characters that were his like sidekicks? I hated them. You hated them. I hated them. How? I think it boils down to the animation and like. Okay, you might not look... like the look, but what about the characters themselves? Like, what did you think? Like, Adventure played by Patrick Stewart, Fantasy by Whoopi Goldberg. Um, I don't know who played horror. Horror? Horror. Horror. That's what I'm saying. Horror movie? Yes. <laughs> um, 
I just... They were obnoxious. Man. I'm really disappointed. Maybe if I watched it again, I would like it more. But I was so irritated by the crappy animation. You were also not really paying attention. Well, and they were like these books, but they didn't really have pages. They were just like one solid color with like these awkward arms and faces. It I mean, how do you draw? If I a- saw that floating near me, I would be like, kill it with fire. Just no. But what did you think of how they use like the famous literary characters? So you saw Captain Ahab, Long Dong Silver, the the Hounds of Baskerville. Like, what? How do you think they they represented those literary characters? As someone who is well read and learned, I liked it. I thought it was cool. I kind of feel like it was probably lost almost entirely on the main demographic of this movie damn you're just calling kids stupid well realistically what second grader has read the hound of baskerville that's true no no second grader really has ever read that how many high school graduates have read moby dick i did did you like it? No, it was Exactly. I, Why reference a character and a book that everyone hates? We live Captain in a Ahab. society where most people don't even know why Starbucks has a mermaid in their logo. Why does it have Starbuck? No, that's not a thing. Oh. Starbuck is from Battlestar Galactica. <sighs> I just think it was an odd choice. I I think the script was entirely made up of odd choices. I <laughs> I really would have enjoyed seeing this as live action all the way through, but I recognize that they probably did not have the budget to do it well, and that's why I ended up being animated with these strange floating book representations of these characters. I I would love to see this as a live action film all the way through. Like a reboot? Yeah. So you think this should be rebooted and then cover it on Remake Rewind? Yes. And you'll guest star on it if yes. we do it? so man i did have a warm fuzzy moment though when when he gets a library card yeah i remember when i got my first library card i was like four and a half or five years old and i thought it was the coolest thing on the planet that i could just go up to the librarian and ask for a card and they put my information in there and i did it all by myself and i could check out books like that was amazing and liberating and yeah, I don't know if kids really get that experience anymore. Do they? No, they just play on their Kindles. Right. No, I loved that. I I read so many books. Like, I mean, we went to the library almost every day when I was a kid because my mom volunteered there. Um, but yeah, that was a, a good warm fuzzy moment for me. Man, I'm really disappointed that you didn't like this movie. Me too. I thought for sure you would like this movie. So normally in these episodes, we talk... At the intro, like what we remember, what we liked, and what we think is going to happen. But I really enjoyed the live action portions. I enjoyed his character. I enjoyed Richard, <laughs> the main character. I think it was mostly just about like the animation kind of ruining it for me. I think what's weird is going back and watching things for this podcast. We've noticed that a lot of animation doesn't really hold up as well as it used to. No. Because I think it's part of it's we're so used to seeing... 3D animated films and CGI that looking back at this stuff, like there are times where it's done really, really well, but even some of the classics, like we're not going to cover like Beauty and the Beast on this or Little Mermaid or Aladdin. 
just because we know those ones are fantastic movies. They were nominated for Academy Awards and stuff like that. But we've watched those movies since we've started this podcast. And we've we've noticed that even Disney has issues with their hand-drawn animated movies. Yeah, for sure. So it's... As it's w- budget and time constraints. Yeah. And, you know, it, they're human. Yeah, it's warm and fuzzy. But, yeah, it doesn't really hold up. The thing that I had a problem with is... So we rented the HD version of this, and I kind of wish I didn't pay the extra for HD, and I just got the <laughs> the, the standard definition. Because it just made it worse. Because the the live action parts did look phenomenal. Yeah, like, they, they looked, looked great. Good. But the the uh, the animated part was really it wasn't bright. And no, I I kind of so it was flat. It was like it was animated. It was very muted. The it, colors were everything was kind of gray. The color palette of gargoyles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I agree. So. Briefly, I'll talk about like what I remember the movie. So I watched this movie as a kid. I owned this movie, and I didn't own the video game, but I remember, I remember renting the video game for Super Nintendo, and and playing the video game. I was really, really into this, but I was really, really into Macaulay Culkin as a kid. But mm-hmm. I loved Macaulay Culkin. I loved all his movies. So for me, I think at that time he could have done no no wrong. I would have watched anything he was in, and I would have loved it. And I remember watching this movie with my little brother all the time and he i think my brother loved this movie more than i did Mm -hmm. but i remember he used to like do um uh horror's voice and do a bunch of impressions of him and he genuinely and my brother's actually pretty good at doing voices and stuff Mm -hmm. and i i really remember him doing that and enjoying it and so i think it this movie did give me some of those warm fuzzies like i didn't watch it so much and i easily i easily haven't watched this movie since before i was 10 years old um so I don't, re- I couldn't remember everything, but every once in a while there would be a line that would come up and I would be able to finish it. And I can't think of any examples right now, but when it happened, I would kind of get that, you know, that warm energy because I was like, I do remember this movie. I don't know. I, I still had fun with it, but I, I, I don't want to say my childhood's ruined, but it wasn't as good as I hoped it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And like I had high hopes for it going into it because you really liked it and the beginning was totally solid. The beginning was has great. like an all star cast. And I think I think if the script and the dialogue was a bit more solid, I think, it could have saved the animation. I think the dialogue was fine. Like I think that the characters were up, but I, I think you're right that the animation wasn't great. And I think that if we like you said, if it was live action all the way through, or if this movie were made today, even with the same script, I think it could have been good. Like the beginning parts, like when he's <laughs> going through like the the gauntlet of like lightning strikes and right. stuff like that, that looked really good. And Macaulay Culkin wasn't like the charming kid that he always was. Right. And the Christopher Lloyd was great. You know, very much he he, he was super creepy. He was creepy. It was like <laughs> Doc Brown, but a librarian. Yeah, and cornering a small child I think alone. The part that I kind of cringed at, and that I kind of realized, like maybe this wasn't going to be as good as I remembered it was. And I remember thinking this part looked amazing as a kid. I was like, "How did they do this?" But when he slips, like he's walking around with his his jacket and it's mm-hmm. dripping because he just came out from the rain. He slips, cracks his head on the floor really hard, and then you see he looks up and he sees like a like a mural and it has like Moby Dick and it has <laughs> Dewey's faces in it <laughs> yeah and it has um the page master and he he's christopher lloyd and you see like all these different like you see a dragon and you see all these like crazy literary characters and 
fantasy characters and it looks great and then the paint starts dripping on the floor and it starts practically like you see little globs it looks of paint. great when it's practical and then it turns into cg and it's so bad and then i'm like oh 90 cg this is bad and mm-hmm. it was really bad and i remember thinking it looked amazing as a kid right like the it had like the wave took on the form of like a dragon and then it chased him around and then i was like oh this really isn't good right that part wasn't very good but i still think I think the dialogue works. I think this the CG wasn't good. And I think it dragged a little bit. Like it just kind of oh, went from. Oh, it definitely dragged. It went from like set piece to set piece to set piece. And right. it was just Richard being kind of a wuss the entire time. And it the was books... like they were going through the motions. And right. like when he first starts out on the adventure, you see him, um, you know, like walking off. And then Christopher Lloyd says, "What? when in doubt, look to the books. Look to the books. And you think that he's going to, like, end up in some real legit peril and need to do more problem solving. He and like a lot of peril. Have to be about? Have to have this incredible genius moment and then be like, look to the books and figure it out. But The books did save him, though. Yeah. So, but it just wasn't as clever as I was so hoping it would be. There's several points, like, when, uh, so Adventure is trying to get him to climb up a ladder and he refuses to do it. So he opens up 20,000 leagues under the sea and the giant squid kind of, like, forces him to climb up. And then throughout the book, the others kind of show him like what they can do. So there's a point where they're fighting a dragon and they're trying to run away. And Fantasy's like, open up this book to page like 1000. And then it's Arabian Nights and the flying carpet flies out and they use the flying carpet to escape. And then he ultimately gets, <laughs> I, this is my note on this. So the all the books get kind of uh, cornered and the dragon's like trying to blow fire. So Adventure goes out and tries to sacrifice himself when he gets caught on fire so Richard sees a dead knight with like armor right. and everything, and he picks up. He's like, "Armor, a sword," and I'm like, "That knight's dead." Right? You're it like, clearly just... didn't do much for him. <laughs> so he like picks up the sword, the, the and it's sword. not even like phase taking stuff off of a dead person. Right. He takes the sword, he takes the helmet and the shield, and immediately the dragon just kind of looks at him and like wraps his tail around him, swallows him whole. But he uses a book inside. He uses Jack and the Beanstalk, and it makes a beanstalk go up and opens the dragon's mouth, and he he finally escapes. But I do agree with you that it does feel like it's kind of going through the motions. Like the entire book, not the book, sorry. It was the entire, monotonous. The entire movie, it's just they go from, they encounter Miss Dr. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and then fantasy and horror save save them. Right, and, and it's odd the- that the palette doesn't really change throughout these different genres. No, it like, doesn't. The palette doesn't change. The music doesn't change. I thought there was so much missed opportunity for variety. In when there. they went to when they went to fantasy, it should have got a lot brighter. Right, and then when they go to the adventure thing, once again. They get saved by horror and fantasy. It's weird that Adventure didn't release it. Like, Adventure's with him the entire time, but he never really does anything to save the day. Right. And then, (laughs) you know what I think this movie might be? Hmm. I think this might be, like, a Jacob's Ladder movie, but for children. Yeah, except it wasn't even, like, really written for children. Yeah, it's weird, but it's definitely... I definitely feel like it's Jacob's Ladder, though, because the kid cracks his head... And then he has this like vivid fantasy of what his life would have been like if he took event takes adventure. So after he gets out of the animated world, he goes. But like, when does he get exposed to all of these books? I thought it would have been better if he like got sick and was having some twisted fever dream, like too much Robitussin or whatever. Like he actually went home from the library with some books. But it doesn't really make sense in the context that it happened. So 
the thing that what I think it is is the main like the main adversaries he finds are ones that everybody knows. Everybody knows who Captain Ahab is. Everyone knows who Long John Silver is. Everybody knows who Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde are. But they didn't go through any big things of their story or anything like that. So it really could be like a kid who only has a loose understanding of who these characters are. Right. And the other reason I think that it could be like a Jacob's Ladder scenario and maybe this kid died or is in a coma. Coma. <laughs> it's because <laughs> he, they go through like the adventure and he gets out of the, he saves the day and he gets out of the library or the the animated world, and he goes up to Christopher Lloyd, uh, Mr. Dewey, and goes, I'd like to check out these books. And Mr. Dewey's like, oh, you can only take two. And he's like, oh, this one time, can I have three? And he's like, all right. It's a ahead. really low limit. Um, but what's the thing that caused him to crack his head open? His jacket. Yeah. His jacket is missing when he wakes up from the middle of the floor. He wakes up in exactly the same space that he falls. His jacket's gone. He gets up on his bike. The bike is missing the little, all the protective stuff. He doesn't have his jacket. He takes it off, sweet jumps, and then he goes into the treehouse, falls asleep forever. Forever, right? The kid would be concussed. <laughs> right. So I really think this kid died. Oh, my God. And it's really dark. <laughs> I like that fan theory. It makes it more interesting. <laughs> um. Well, damn. I'm really- I'm sorry. Disappointed that you didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, you were a little disappointed in it yourself. A little bit. Yeah, I, I'm going to say childhood ruined for me, and I guess... I don't know how this movie got made, honestly, in in the way that it was. Like I said, it would be freaking fantastic live action. I think they could do some really amazing things with all of the fantasy aspects and the literary aspects. Maybe it was just made too early. It was, yeah. Although, like, it was Goonies, ahead of its time. Like, they could have done it like Goonies or right. anything like that. Like, yeah, I think you're right. Live action would have been better. Yeah. Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. It did have some fun moments in it, though. Yeah, I did like this one line where um, I don't remember exactly what he said, but Adventure's like, I'm going to go try to fight off this dragon. And he says something sweet and he ends up kissing fantasy. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> they're in the real world and he's like falls asleep and he's like snuggling his books. And you see them, the three books, like as shadows. And he says something to, like, fantasy along the lines of, like, hey, you want to curl up with a good book? Hmm. Meaning, like, he wants to bang. And then, or, they and don't then he even goes, have bodies. They've yeah, just got goes, those monstrous faces with arms sticking out of the side. Yeah, and then he goes, you know what would make this a happy ending? A kiss. And then horror goes, okay. And then, like, you hear us, And he's like, and then Adventure goes, like, I meant her. It's weird that Patrick Stewart <laughs> did this movie. It is very odd. This movie had three people from Star Trek in it. Yeah, and I had Whoopi Goldberg kind of like at the height of her yeah. billability. Yeah, this is the same year that she was in Lion King, and she's coming off a bunch of Sister movies. Act. Yeah, she Sister did a Act bunch of movies two right after, probably. Star Star Trek: The Next Generation was still on. She was on that. Mm -hmm. Leonard Nimoy played Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. I'm mystified, honestly. Yeah, like for having such a great cast. It just was kind of a flat performance. Like, even Whoopi Goldberg, her performance wasn't great. Right. Yeah. Like, that could have been anybody. Yeah. Normally, she, I mean, it definitely was distinctly her. Only because her voice is recognizable. Right. It wasn't really her style, though. Yeah. She just was... Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I like the moment when they're... Um, 
with uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and they walk past the beakers. Oh, yeah, I love that And the horror part. looks really handsome when he passes by. So all the, everybody else looks slightly distorted, and he looks like a handsome man <laughs> instead of, like, a book that's, like, Disney weather Prince. destroyed and, like, just torn apart. <sighs> all right, so... Depending on when you guys listen to this, uh, we either have another episode coming out tomorrow, which is Katrina's Choice, Roundhouse. Um, or if you listen to Roundhouse first, then, then, then Roundhound? This is, Roundhouse, Roundhouse first, then this is just another episode. But what are we doing for our next full episode, Katrina? Jurassic Park. Jurassic <laughs> Park. You know how much I love it <laughs> when <laughs> stop. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. Oh, God. Yeah, we're going to cover Jurassic Park. It's the 25th anniversary coming up. I can guarantee it's not going to hold up. I can guarantee that most of it's going to hold up. No. I just read the book for the first time ever, and I'm really excited to watch the movie again. Well, good for you. All right. Well, Katrina. What? Where can our listeners find you? I'm all over the internet at Katrina Ocity. And her YouTube. Did anybody tweet at us? No. I don't think anybody tweeted at us. We forgot to really mention <laughs> it. We didn't send any tweets saying hey, you can tweet at us. It's only from the episode. Um, so we're going to try this again. We're failing at social media, yeah, we, you guys. We kinda, we, we've been really busy. We had uh, Katrina's sister visited us in the last two weeks. My Katrina's mama. mom visited us in the last two weeks. We went to a wedding. Um, two of our very best friends, Jesus and Ashley, came and saw us like two weeks ago, and we went to Universal Studios with them. And then yesterday, we went with our ver- our very best friends, Aaron and Alex. So we've been very busy, and I haven't been on social media for <laughs> hey, like Jesus two weeks. and Ashley actually listened to our podcast, and you're oh, like, no! oh, but Alex and Aaron I'm sorry, were he was really the best special. <laughs> Jeez, that is cold. Jesus, Ashley, you're the best. They are. You guys are great. Love you guys. <laughs> shout out to our peoples so yeah it's been busy been busy um, <laughs> where are we going with this um we're wrapping up the episode yeah. so you can check us out on social media at twitter at mdx pods on instagram and facebook mdx pods as well we're on that vero app don't worry about it nobody's on there <laughs> And uh, if you want to support the show, support us on patreon.com slash mdxpods. We put up these episodes early, so you get early access. And if you want something free, man, we should have done this at the top of the episode because it really fits the theme of this episode. Audible. 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 Audibletrial.com slash mdxpods. You can get a free 30-day trial and a free book. You get to keep the book even after you cancel your membership. Oh, I thought you didn't like saying that, Katrina. I mean, it's a thing. It is a thing. Actually, Paul Shear on uh, How Did This Get Made did an audible spot recently. He said the same thing. So I think it's totally okay to say, don't do not do it. But use our audible trial. Don't use Paul Shear's. No. Okay? But yeah, help us out. <laughs> get a free book. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you guys for listening. And listen to the next episode because I can guarantee we're both going to like it. Oh, you think so? I think so. Well, I guaranteed you'd like this, and I was wrong, so you might be wrong. You might be wrong just because I might want to spite you. I'm probably wrong. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks.